The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Word of God for the sermon, 1 Corinthians 13, especially verse 5, love is not self-seeking. I preached on this text in my last congregation, so that's over 20 years ago, and we had a visitor uh, that Sunday in church, an acquaintance of mine, slight acquaintance of mine, and I saw him then about a year afterwards, and he told me that he was so moved by what I had to say about love that he decided to leave his wife and take up with his girlfriend. The church talks a lot about love, but he didn't understand that love has some hands-on implications. Or maybe I should say it this way. The church talks about love, don't we? But he didn't understand that love has some hands-off implications. Try and do better today. Oh, no. I, I, this is embarrassing. I'm sorry. I. Hello? No, listen. No, 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 no. I can't talk now. I really can't talk. I. I know I owe that to you. I know it's past deadline. I'm sorry about that, but I can't talk now. I'm in chapel. Well, no, I can't step out into the narthex. I'm, I'm preaching. I'm in the pulpit. How long is it going to take? 30 minutes, maybe more. Listen. I know, I know, I know. I just, I gotta go. I'll get back to you later. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. Talk about hands off. I shouldn't have brought the cell phone to chapel, and if I had, I certainly should have turned it off. When I was a kid, we had to memorize Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 1. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 1. And in the King James, which we had to memorize back in the day, it said, Keep thy foot when thou goest into the house of God, and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. Today the version might say, Shut off your electronic gizmo when you go into the house of God. And be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools, for they consider not that they do evil. But this guy that called me was, was wrong, too. He had his own agenda. He was pushing his own agenda. And he showed no consideration or respect for my own situation and where I happen to be, even when he heard about it. Love is not self-seeking. 
and both of us, he and I, in our own way, did not show respect to other people. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says that we should show respect to the other person. Now, the other person might be the person sitting next to you right now in chapel, or the person sitting by you in the classroom, or the person sitting in a meeting with you. The other person might be the one you meet in the hallway or on the sidewalk. The other person is a person that God has put in front of you. And the other person is not the person that you choose to have some interaction with. You remember the cross-reference, the parable of the Good Samaritan, those religious hypocrites from the campus in Jerusalem. They knew their Word of God, but they did not have love. The other person is whomever God puts in front of you and in front of me. And 1 Corinthians 13 says that we owe that other person total respect. We owe that person, following the text now, verse 4, we owe that person patience and kindness. We owe it to that person to not be jealous of whatever they are receiving in life. We owe it to that person not to be puffed up full of ourselves. We owe it to that person not to be conceited or braggarts when we're dealing with them. We owe it to that person not to do anything that is unseemly improper. We owe it to that person to not flare up in anger. We owe it to that person, the Word continues, not to keep track of all the wrongs that they have done. And there's more here. We, you and I, owe that to whomever God puts in front of us. And you know what? For that other person, you. Fill in your name. For that other person, you are the person that God has put in front of them. So we would hope that in a Christian community, we all deal with one another according to these characteristics of love. We should expect that from one another in a Christian community like this. Because the Father has created each and every one of us in His mysteriously unique way. His Son, Jesus, has redeemed you, fill in your name and the neighbor. He has redeemed you and loved you. And God sends, present tense, God sends His sanctifying Spirit to energize you as you make the heavenward journey. Love seeks not its own. And God has not sought His own in pouring out His love for us, and we should model that in community. But having said all of that, 
we should show kindness, we should show patience, da-da-da. Who in the world can do that? What person among us can do that? We are fallible, sinful, only have 24 hours in a day, spend some of them sleeping. What person can do this? Only Jesus Christ. He says, God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. About Jesus Christ, the prophet Isaiah says, A bruised reed He will not break, and a smoldering wick He will not quench. Jesus says so selflessly, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus says, Whosoever cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Jesus says that he came to seek and to save the lost. Love seeks not its own. He did not come to seek his own things. To seek and to save the lost he came. He came to seek you and me, and he saves you and me. Love seeks not his own. Now, obviously, I staged the phone call. Although I got to tell you, I was speaking once in, <laughs> I was speaking to a, a, a pastoral conference from three Western uh, districts, three Western districts meeting jointly in a pastoral conference at a casino in Reno, Nevada. This is true. And the reason they said they were meeting in the casino was because they could be, get a better rate on rooms. So anyway, I, I, this really happened. I was up there, and, and again, I wasn't thinking about others. I was just on my own agenda. I didn't turn this thing off, and it really did ring. And I stopped and answered it, and it was my daughter. I'm not against this modern gimmick gadgetry. Not at all. I'm just saying this, that love, love shows itself in specific conducts. And sometimes those specific conducts are hands off. My acquaintance from Collinsville should have understood that love means Stay with your wife and hands off another woman. And sometimes love means hands off of the cell phone. Sometimes love means hands off the keyboard. Hands off the keyboard when harking back again to the Word of God. Hands off the keyboard when you're impatient, when you're not feeling kind, when you're full of yourself, when you're envious of yourself, when you're all puffed up, when you're prone to a flare-up of anger. Hands off the keyboard when you are not forgiving, but keeping a record of 
wrong. Hands off. Love comes down to our conduct. Ed, you know what? You know what? <laughs> Next time I see you on the sidewalk, we are both going to smile genuinely at one another and greet with another one another. Do you say amen to that? Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.